Did Secret Invasion reveal Nick Fury's darkest secret? Welcome back to Nerdist News, I'm Dan Casey, and today we're diving into the penultimate episode of Secret Invasion. Episode 5, titled Harvest, was a bloody affair and included one of the most shocking reveals of the entire series. What? And said reveal could be Nick Fury's darkest secret of all. What? And yes, that does include why he has to wear that eye patch. Oh, mother You okay? Yeah, it's just a scratch. No. We're gonna break it all down for you in just a moment, but to do so, we have to spoil what happens in the latest episode of Secret Invasion. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're worried about that sort of thing, well, now's your chance to leave. Get out. Ooh, well, this is quite the clerical error. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? I know it's hard to believe, but this is the second to last episode of Secret Invasion, and this has definitely been a very, very slow burn. But this episode did its best to pour some gasoline on the finale's fire. The episode is titled Harvest, and that has some metaphorical connotations. Our heroes and the Skrulls prepare to harvest the fruits of their morally objectionable labors. Sonya Fallsworth is harvesting bodies and information at an alarming rate. As for Gravik, well, he is absolutely reaping what he sowed. The episode description says Gravik deals with unrest, and that is the understatement of the year. It turns out that letting your terrorist cell's number one nemesis repeatedly escape unharmed and then murdering your most trusted lieutenants in cold blood isn't great for morale. From stabbing Pagan with a Groot arm to slashing Beto's throat in front of a crowd of scared onlookers, Gravik is clearly losing control. While Gravik may have convinced the Scroll Council to empower him, the Scroll people that he claims to fight for are just pawns in his eyes. In one of the most chilling sequences of the episode, Gravik tells Rhodey to maneuver President Ritson into bombing New Skrullos and all the refugees that live there. Because the way that Gravik sees it is, either his people will survive and he lures out Nick Fury, or he initiates World War III and the Skrulls inherit the Earth. That means World War III. Now, quick side note, Rafa, the scroll impersonating Rhodey, is actually quite different than her comic book counterpart. Rhodey is a scroll. What? First appearing in 2017's Black Bolt number one, she was a scroll pirate that actually fought against the scroll empire after they killed her children. Here, though, she's fighting back against the people that promised the scrolls a better life. And while Pappy Van Winkle is a very good bourbon, it's not quite as good as a new homeworld. Give me a mint. Now, for Fury, his crop of allies is withering at a breakneck pace, especially after Gravik murdered Talos during the attack on Ritson last week. Now, sure, he has Sonya Fallsworth, but clearly neither of them fully trusts the other. What? But Fury also calls in another familiar face, Rick Mason, the former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent turned black market fence that helped Natasha in Black Widow when she was on the run in the wake of Civil War. And speaking of Black Widow, Nick Fury takes a page out of her book from Winter Soldier by using a photostatic veil to disguise himself. Called a Widow's Veil, it's a perfect tool for impossible missions. Okay, I don't get to wear a mask. But on a much more literal level, the titular Harvest refers to Nick Fury's darkest secret of all, a library full of superhuman DNA, even bigger than the Scroll Library. Fury reveals that after Earth's Mightiest Heroes defeated Thanos during the Battle of Earth and Avengers Endgame, he sent in Skrull operatives to harvest samples of their DNA. He explains that nearly every Avenger spilled blood in the Battle of Earth, including Carol Danvers. And that means that the harvest and its vast library of superhuman DNA would let Gravik and company make truly unstoppable Super Scroll soldiers. And how does Gravik know about it, you might be asking? Well, that's because Fury trusted Gravik to lead this top secret recovery operation. What? As for Fury's exposition dump about this being how Gravik got the idea for a Super Scroll machine, well, yeah, no shit. 
What this is, though, is a much better explanation for why Fury wants to keep the Avengers far away from this battle. Because why give Gravik and his shapeshifting operatives another chance to steal superhuman DNA? Now, if this storyline sounds familiar, that's because Nick Fury is taking a page from Batman's playbook. As my colleague Nerdist staff writer Eric Diaz put it, Marvel beat DC to their own story again. What? <laughs> you said I'd lost my touch. The playbook in question is from the Tower of Babel arc from JLA from the year 2000. In Tower of Babel, it's revealed that Batman had extensive records on each member of the Justice League, and that includes contingency plans to take down each of them in the event of a fight. Now, for example, Aquaman, he'd use Scarecrow's fear toxin to make Aquaman afraid of the water, thereby slowly killing him. For Wonder Woman, he'd use nanites to trap her in a never-ending VR battle against an unbeatable foe so she would eventually die of exhaustion. As for Flash, he would be shot with a special bullet that causes him to experience seizures at the speed of light, and so on and so forth. And what happens to Batman's secret files, you might be wondering? Well, yes, they are in fact stolen by Ra's al Ghul and used to take down the Justice League one by one. It's kind of like what Gravik's trying to do with the library of DNA that Fury's conveniently hidden away. Now, another interesting parallel is that Batman developed these plans after the Injustice League swapped bodies with the Justice League. It's kind of like how the Skrulls swap bodies with some of Earth's mightiest heroes in the comics or Rhodey on the show. Last I checked, Rhodey is a Skrull. What? So how will all of this end? Well, it certainly seems like it could end with Nick Fury sacrificing himself. Like Batman, his only superpower seems to be excessive planning. And as we see, Nick Fury apparently has literal dead drops, fake grave sites all over the world. We saw his first grave in Captain America the Winter Soldier, and now we see another one in Finland. Inside a mausoleum, Fury stashed away some important supplies behind the emblem of a wolf surrounded by Finnish runes. And this is symbolic of Fury's position as a lone wolf. But he's done wearing sheep's clothing. As he dons his trademark jacket and eye patch again, he is suiting up for battle. He's prepared to risk it all to stop what was once one of his most trusted agents. And speaking of trusted agents, who exactly is Nick Fury calling at the end of the episode? Well, folks, our money is on Maria Hill, who is less dead than previously believed. They spend a lot of time discussing Maria Hill's death this episode and using the tape of Fury killing her against him. But remember, Nick Fury has a proven history of faking both his and his colleagues' deaths in the MCU, and even more so in the comics. Case in point, in Secret Invasion number five, there's an awesome sequence where the Skrulls believe they've gunned down Maria Hill, only for it to be a robotic life model decoy. And when they realize they've been had, it's too late. Maria detonates the shield helicarrier that they commandeered. Now with that in mind, remember what Gravik tells Fury on the phone? You'd like to think you're a step ahead of me, Fury. The Fury I knew was always three steps ahead. But even with some help from beyond the grave, the season finale definitely hints at a brutal showdown between Fury and Gravik. And that's ironic that this Thunderdome situation here will pave the way for the Thunderbolt situation at home. But hey, that's how things go sometimes on the Nick Fury road. Anyway, folks, there you have it. There's just one episode of Secret Invasion to go, and hopefully we get all the answers we're looking for. In the meantime, we'll keep you covered over on Nerdist. And as a reminder, Marvel and Disney could not make any of these shows without the talented actors, writers, and filmmakers who pour their blood, sweat, and tears into these productions. And now they need your support. The Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild of America are both currently on strike to protest exploitative working conditions at the hands of Hollywood studios. And there are a number of ways that you can help support these artists as they fight for fair wages and ethical treatment, and we will link to them in the description below. 
In the meantime, though, folks, tell us, what did you think of this episode? What do you think will happen in the finale? Don't mind me, I didn't see anything, I promise. Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com. 